Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage technology advice from two technology experts, but that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what no one calls us because we've disproved that for the past 10 minutes. I'm your host slash incompetent fool, Luke Miani. And I'm your host slash incompetent fool, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success. In this particular case, no success. And maybe even have a laugh or two along the way at our own expense. Yeah, and dude, I I apologize to all audio-only listeners that were not here to witness... Um, how I tried to adjust my camera and then hit my white balance button on the GH5 and somehow my mic is now messed up. So, I mean, your guess is as good as mine uh, and my guess isn't very good, so it's probably better. But, yeah, here we are. Mr. N, New Jersey says, dropping knowledge and tiles. That's right. I would even probably drop the knowledge i think we're mainly dropping tiles yeah at this point yeah oh my goodness and uh here's another comment broken podcast that should have fallen apart long ago but it's luke so who cares um i don't know if that's a good thing or not but i'm gonna go ahead and pretend that it is and then also shout out to cole weathers who has perhaps an interesting idea for noah Mm -hmm. to go buy some white thumbtacks perhaps that would fix your wall problem that would be interesting if i could get them if i could get them through this plastic then then yeah maybe they could maybe that could be an option we could we could consider that curious now i wanted to start this off um this is a little bit dangerous. We're going to we're going to wade into some dangerous territory here, but I was just talking with Travis from Gadgetcast and they talked about it on their podcast, so we're going to talk about it on our podcast because this is just a knockoff uh-huh. uh, of Gadgetcast anyway, as we all know. So, um, well, more specifically, I, I was talking about this on Twitter earlier, and it's been on my mind. So I'm going to go ahead and try to do this in a way that's not calling out the name of the channel, but we are going to just show this this little uh, this little frame here. So I'll go ahead and share my screen, and I want to talk about clickbait, mm-hmm. Noah. Have you ever clicked on a video? that was severely clickbaity or is your youtube algorithm a little bit more trained to your discerning eye i'd say in general it's pretty good i'd I'd like to think i'm pretty good at uh figuring out what's clickbait and what isn't and of course there's levels of clickbait too because there are videos that are legitimately interesting but maybe you know set up in a way that's kind of a bit clickbaity Mm. But I would say, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I saw this discussion on Twitter. And, uh, and I would say that this level of uh, clickbaity is not something that I, that I interact with too much. And I have to say, I think the tech, channel, uh, the, the tech community overall is, I think, pretty good about not doing too much clickbait. In fact, I've even 
uh, started to think that most of us who do tech videos suffer from the opposite problem, which is trying to make your title and thumbnail so descriptive and informative that people don't then watch the video because they think they already know what the conclusion is or because it doesn't seem very exciting. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to find like a little bit of a balance, right? Because you want to make a, th- a title and a thumbnail sensational, but more importantly, you want it to represent the video because if it doesn't, in the long run, that doesn't help you really. You just end up killing your credibility by posting nonsense. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a balance between, uh, you know, you don't want to give everything away in the title. You wanna uh, there want you want to have some interest. You want to have some unanswered question because the the uh, the viewer is gonna click on your video to get that question answered. But of course, you don't want to lie, um, and you don't want to sort of tease something that that is you know very obviously fake or anything like that and uh and it's it's definitely a balance and i think i think most people do a good job i know this this one channel in question um we've definitely uh i think it's come up once before as well and i know they do some some of this uh clickbaity kind of stuff and it's gonna come up once again because i saw one thing that almost killed me so i'm just gonna go ahead and share my screen here uh okay this is the right tab and here we go. This is a YouTube channel. We don't need to get into anything too specific. Uh, now, I almost have no words for what we're looking at here. I do have a word for that, though, which is, heck, we lost the wall panel already. Didn't you just put that one up two minutes ago? Yes, and I also think it was a top one. It was not a bottom one, so that's kind of interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Almost as interesting, in fact, as these thumbnails. Uh-huh. Um, <sighs> I don't even know where to start. I mean, pretty much you could start with any one of these. Um, Elon Musk versus iPhone 14. I'm not sure how that... What... Click wheel? A, an iPhone with a click wheel? <laughs> um, what? Dude, it's almost impressive that uh, they've managed to come up with these thumbnails that are completely incongruous, absurd, and meaningless at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Mm hmm. And. Okay, the one that really got my attention was New Mac Studio, What Apple Didn't Tell You, which is a pretty normal title, but then the thumbnail, they just, like, made it absurdly <laughs> vibrant blue. Yeah. As, as And, like, your thumbnail and your title should tell a story, and they should complement each other. Now, that title is perfectly normal mm-hmm. you know there's nothing really clickbaity about that uh lots of people including myself have made videos like that where we we comb through uh the the press release or the store page and we point things out that that weren't shown at the event i'm i think i talked about how the, the m1 ultra was seven pound or was not seven pounds was one pound heavier than the m1 max that's perfectly normal, and I'm, I'm sure that's in this video. But why is it blue? 
Who is that for? That is literally just there to be like, hey, click. No, no, click on this no, that's right now. The secret blue color that Apple didn't tell you about. That's what I'm wondering. Like, is that the implication? Because these thumbnails look like they were designed to do absolutely nothing other than confuse you into clicking on it. Like, look at this one. iPhone 14 secret features, okay? There are four red circles. One of them is on the, the leaf of the Apple logo. One of them is on a blank edge. <laughs> one of them is off-center on the LiDAR. And one of them is off-center on the microphone. What in God's name is that possibly talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here... No. Oh no, you lost another one. We're down two already. <laughs> yeah, it's time for some new tape. But I'm I'm sitting here watching like reading like as you're uh like explaining this, I'm like trying my best not to laugh because like every single one of I these know. thumbnails is just like I'm sitting here, I'm like trying yeah. not to make noise, but they're just so funny. Like every single one of them. And you see, I think it's I think it's nice to be able to laugh at some of these but at the same time, it is like, okay, I just looked at this one. New Apple Spring event leaks. It says something has been missing, and they filled in the, the bite of the Apple logo. Yeah. What, what is that? Or let's talk iPhone 14, and then they've made this fake thing where they zoomed in on Tim Cook's butt and very poorly <laughs> photoshopped an old, inaccurate render of an iPhone 14 yeah. into it. Yeah. And they get 214,000 views on that or like this i this new iphone next tuesday question mark with what looks like a horribly <laughs> disfigured ipod nano from 2012 or this one dude i swear to god i have seen this exact um thumbnail here where is it it's the second row down five to the right mm -hmm. where it's like this weird hideous yellow like piss colored phone <laughs> with a camera that removes i'm pretty sure they've used that exact thing if we scroll down i'm sure it'll show up again i gotta find oh there it is there's one. Oh, yep yep we keep going we keep going i'm sure it'll show up again it's only a matter of time oh my gosh these are just like oh no they have only used that one god-awful rumor twice but dude this i it's fun to make fun of because it's so absurd but on a more serious note it is one of the most like greedy lazy insulting tactics that you can use to get views now this is not saying anything about the content i have no commentary on the content whatsoever but if you're if the only way you are able to get people to click is by tricking them and lying to them and manufacturing nonsense then honestly screw you because that is just really an insult to the good people that want to just watch a video. They don't want to be put through the ringer with 
some nonsense bright blue Mac studio just so that you can say the same thing that other people say. If you want more views, make better, more creative content, don't lie. Yeah, that's... That's my take. That is a that is a fair take. I think it's interesting because you scrolled all the way to the bottom and it looks like that channel used to do more, uh, like, straightforward, like, almost... It looks like some tutorial stuff or some some much more yeah. So there was like some some like some reviews, some With tutorials, much fewer reviews, and like and more and totally normal. Uh, like these thumbnails look very normal. Nothing, no, not clickbaity. Nothing wrong with them. Yeah. And then at some point, I guess uh, they switched over to clickbait, and uh, and I guess that works for them. Or some people were saying maybe they buy views. I don't. I have no idea about that, but. Uh, something something changed at some point, and I guess it works for them in in some way. Oh, I you know what? Someone talking about buying views. I have also. Uh, I have also heard something about that, but I don't. We don't need to comment on anything beyond what we can see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with iPhone 12 secret button as the first of the really egregious clickbaity things oh my gosh oh no i know we're down we're already halfway through the wall panels already we gotta spread these out more i know i know i'll 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 hit the uh i'll hit the buttons less frequently that makes them fall down because this is all staged of course of course yeah um and i know what they're talking this is like real life clickbait we're just oh yeah yeah real life drama yeah (laughs) i know um in that video i know they're talking about the um the accessibility feature where you like tap on the back of your phone like i get yeah but it's not a secret but like i know some people have said that and maybe it kind of acts like that but it's not a button it's not a secret it's more of a gesture yeah yeah i mean okay that one i get you know that's got sort of the sensationalist angle where it's not an outright lie you're just sort of twisting uh, misrepresenting perhaps the way that it actually works and it works for them they got 1.3 million views but i don't know it does you know maybe i sound bitter but it does kind of make me grimace when i see thumbnails with a bright blue mac studio where there is arguably less information than in countless other tech channels and they get twice the views of people that are actually imparting useful information and that is just a little bit it's and it's working for them now they're getting a lot of views but in the long in the long run that is not a way to go lying tricking your audience and essentially treating them like suckers you're not gonna you're not gonna go far in the tech community behaving like that yeah i i I would imagine maybe that these videos maybe more of the views are from people outside of the tech community maybe people who don't know any better uh or don't know what probably uh that you know what realistically is true or not like my favorite my favorite video in that entire list was the uh apple cancels iphone 14 that was my favorite (laughs) yeah apple's gonna cancel the iphone like come on come on that yeah that one is probably one of the most egregious um yeah i almost wonder like i i'm not gonna put any video or audio from them in 
in here, but I do want to go and see what in the world they were possibly talking about. And I, I might also mention that it doesn't seem like they're... Seems like they're already getting diminishing returns in terms of how many views they're able to get with these kinds of... Oh, no. <laughs> Bro, do you want to know what the first four seconds were? What? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recite this verbatim. Okay. <clears throat> Apple just canceled the iPhone 14. Just kidding, obviously. Okay, that's Th it. That is the very first sense. Why? What is the point? Of of doing that, if three seconds into the video, you're going to be like, hey, I just lied to you. Ha 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 ha. That's it. So click off the video at that point. Literally. It said Apple's going to like It says Apple's canceling the iPhone 14. You watch the video for three seconds. It says, just kidding. So that's it. That's the video. You're done. Let's move on. Yeah, there we go. That's I got everything I came here for in four seconds. So that's pretty good. <laughs> we're, we're really losing these panels. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is this Bro, is okay. This it is, is it is 916. This is a mess. Oh no, we <laughs> we got to we got to move on oh, before we dear. before it all collapses. Yeah, it's my I'm I'm eyeing my ceiling now. I'm kind of worried about it. Yeah, I it's don't concrete, know. but I don't know. That would hurt. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, there a lot of people are like, "Oh, just just play the audio. We all know who it is." I don't want to get into any fights. I'm not here to start anything. I'm just here to spread a word of warning, you know? That you might make your money off of it now, but it's not going to pay forward in goodwill and I just don't think it's a good idea. So now let's move on to the iPhone 14, which did you know was canceled? Wait, really? Yeah, I saw it in a YouTube thumbnail, so it must be true. Oh man, that's. I guess you'll have to wait for next year. Or wait, let me let me just check. Let me watch the video. Okay. Oh wait, hang on. Nope, it was all a lie. Uh, it was it was. Trickery, deceivement, tomfoolery, and shenanigans. Oh, that's hilarious. The iPhone 14 is not canceled. Oh, I want to watch more videos from, from that person. Yeah, I want to watch more videos where the title and thumbnail are a lie that is then revealed to be a lie in f the first four seconds before going on to talk about something completely different. Yeah. That's a good tactic. Yeah. But I want to talk about the Ming-Chi Kuo report. I don't know if you saw this, Noah. This was from just a couple days ago. Oh boy, ring the ring the bells, ring the ring the. Hang on a second. I have my closest bell-like object. Um, here we go. Ring, ring the bells. Oh man. USB-C iPhone 15 in the works, claims Ming-Chi Kuo. Oh, boy. Holy moly. That's... <laughs> Ring the bell. It's empty, by the way. Don't worry. Yeah. <sighs> Dude. 
I can't believe it. It's finally happening. I don't I'm not 100% convinced. We've heard we've heard these rumors in the past and they haven't come up yet. Have I know we Ming heard Chi, them from Ming-Chi Kuo. I don't know about that. I know he's uh pretty pretty reputable. I would like believe me, I would love this to be true. I'm a little bit skeptical, but I am hopeful. Dude, I need USB-C everything. Can you I just just imagine a world where everything can just boop, 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 connect to its... Like, dude, whenever I travel, I, I carry this one anchor charger, which has two USB-C ports. It's like a 60-watt charger. I think I I've, I had it from a, um, a sponsorship video. Hmm. Everything that I get from anchor for sponsorships, I end up actually using, including <laughs> this, which I haven't sponsored yet, but that's what I used to bang on the... Uh, the Mac Mini. Mm. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, but I carry that thing around because it has a Lightning and USB-C put together. So it's like, okay, I can have my one charger and charge most of my stuff with it. But could you imagine if you could have one charger or maybe even two chargers still, but everything, mix and match, whatever you want, you need to put juice in in a MacBook, sure. Juice it, juice up your iPad, sure. Juice up your iPhone, your Windows laptop, even. Plug your display into that same port. Oh my God, USB C is honestly like I mean we all know that USB C is the future, but can the future please come faster because it's so good. Yeah, I think. Uh... At least for me, I'd say I'm getting pretty close to that to that point. And it's really, really nice to just have, you know, a USB-C uh, port and it'll work with my, my laptop, you know, my personal laptop and my work laptop and my iPad. It's so nice. I have like a Mac charger by my bed and uh, sometimes I plug in my work laptop when I need to, to charge it up for the next day. Sometimes my personal laptop, sometimes my I plug my iPad in there. Sometimes I plug in my uh, external battery to charge it like all of this stuff and you just have like I, I love just having like a like a charger stationed at like you know in my room by the sofa a couple other places and it just you just plug in whatever you got to plug in and it just works and that's and we're the iPhone is the last real uh, holdout for me yeah yeah same I mean I just just the fact that you can have the iPad and the Mac with one charger um it, it's it's just the it's just the way to go and in fact even with the new macbook pros that now ship with magsafe you might think okay well this is kind of now it's kind of getting in the way um of this perfect USB-C world but i don't know about you noah i actually use USB-C with my 16 inch macbook pro for the most part instead of magsafe um and, and w there's a couple of reasons for that. One, obviously, it's more convenient. So I have, obviously, a plethora of MacBooks, most of which at this point are USB-C, which means I have one, I have a couple areas around my apartment that I usually charge stuff. It's either where I film or where I work. And I have a USB charger at both of those places. Easy. The only time I use MagSafe is if I need to charge one of the new MacBooks really quickly, because obviously I use those more often. And so if I need to really juice them up quick, I'll use that. But if I'm going anywhere, if I'm, 
using any other device or if I'm charging, if I'm leaving it plugged in for a long time, I'll use USB-C because I like that you can fast charge over MagSafe. However, we do have to keep in mind that if you fast charge something all the time, you are going to wear out the uh, the battery quicker. Yeah, that's true. And, and I agree with you. I have... I think the MagSafe charger is in my living room, although I haven't used it in a long time. But I have, you know, like right now my laptop is docked into the monitor and it's charging over USB-C. Same situation mm. in my room. And yeah, in my backpack, I just have a USB-C charger because it'll work with other stuff, obviously. So the MagSafe, the MagSafe is nice. I like MagSafe. Um, and I have no problem with Apple including it because they kept the USB-C charging as well. So you can do either one. And, you know, like you said, MagSafe is great sometimes, but sometimes, you know, USB-C is just better or easier and, and you have both options. So that's, that's, uh, that's great. And another thing that people have pointed to in the past to say, oh, well, they won't put it on the iPhone is because USB-C is obviously thicker than the lightning connector. However, I think the lightning connector was almost certainly developed when Apple was, you know, Johnny Ive run in the pursuit of thinness at all costs. Now that's not the case. I mean, if you look back um, after the iPhone 10, I think the iPhone 10 was thicker than the iPhone 8, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I can check this. So the iPhone 8 is 7.4 millimeters thick, which is really thin by today's standards. Holy crap. Yeah. The iPhone 10, 7.7 millimeters. So very slightly different. Hmm. But then every year after that, the iPhone 11 Pro, that one, 8.1 millimeters. Mm-hmm. The iPhone 12 Pro, that's up to seven, wait, 7.4, is it thinner? I guess they did go thinner. Hmm. And then the 13 Pro is 7.65. I didn't think that the iPhone 11 was that chunky. Yeah, I don't know, but I guess... Well, I guess because the 12, you know, with the flat sides, it probably looks thicker around the sides. Yeah, that's true. And uh, so the the rumors for the 14 are that it will get even thicker still. At the camera bump, it's expected to be over 12 millimeters thick, which, to give you perspective... I have I happen to have within arm's reach the original iPhone. Of course. This is 11.6 millimeters thick, I think. So if we if we just go ahead and put them side by side here, you can see just how thick that is even compared to what is widely considered a pretty chunky phone, the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Now at the camera module, how close is it actually? Oh, wow. It's no... Dude. 
the so this is way thicker the iphone 2g is way thicker than the 13 pro max's camera mm -hmm. so that means that we're going to be going from however thick this is at its thickest point to over 12 millimeters that's huge dude that yeah. is absolutely massive look at this i mean granted it's only at the camera bump but that is a thick phone that is that is really thick and i and i and i wonder uh you know because the camera bump right now it definitely protrudes a good amount from the phone but if the camera bump itself gets even thicker relative to the phone that could be the camera mm -hmm. bump's already like kind of awkward to deal with especially if you don't have like a magsafe wallet or something on the back if it gets even thicker yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be like a it's like a it's just like like a like a growth coming off the side of the of the <laughs> phone is. i don't know but you know what, Noah? What's that? It can't get thicker because the iPhone 14 is canceled. Oh, that's right. I forgot. And it's really hard to do because they're going to they're going to cancel the iPhone. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, the what more do you need than this? Do you really need an iPhone 14? They can wait another year, right? Now I I'm actually kind of curious now because I made a video and I can I, I can run you through my hypothesis. But I want to see if that video when did I post my video on the iPhone 14? I want to see if that was before or after. Um No, mine was after. Okay. So I don't think they talked about the same thing that I talked about. But essentially, here's what I think is going on. Apple's got this pattern lately of we get a new iPhone. It's okay. People like it. It's, it's very positive overall, but it's not the most exciting thing in the world. And then we get a rumor, a leak of some a prototype, a new design, uh, a new display technology or a new chip or something big. And we're like, oh, yes, gimme, gimme. <laughs> this year, obviously, we're talking about John's leak, where he had that that really sick iPhone 4 throwback design with the flat camera, the titanium side rails, the, the small hole punch camera. It looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up getting, essentially, a fatter iPhone 13, with a still a notch on the on the 14 and then an absolutely enormous double bubble pill camera cutout on the pro yep it's huge it looks like you could sink an oil tanker in that <laughs> size of that camera bump yeah it did and look pretty big and people are people are understandably disappointed by that they're like ah oh, nuts i i really wanted that really sick design mm -hmm. but we have to keep in mind i think what apple is doing here is giving us what we want but never all at once that's the trick because if you look back in the last couple of years right 
they they gave us you know everyone was like oh my gosh we need a new design the iphone 11 pro by that by the time that came around and that was an evolution indirectly of the iphone 6 right so people were like okay can we get something new and fresh and apple was like yeah i got you here's that new design you wanted and then people were like oh but we thought it was gonna have promotion and apple's like don't worry don't worry next year you got it. You got your promotion. And also, we fixed the battery life. So now it's all good. And then people are like, well, we kind of also don't want the notch. We thought you were going to do something about that. And they're like, ah, oh, no worries, my guy. I got you covered. Just wait another year. We'll give it to you. That's how they get you. It's a three-year cycle now, not two. It used to be a TikTok, right? iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5S. But then... 6, 6S, and 7 broke the cycle because they all looked basically identical. Mm-hmm. But you'll also notice going from the 6S to the 7, what started changing? The camera bumps. That has been the only thing that changes design-wise nowadays um, on, on like a year-to-year cycle. So we had 6, 6S, 7, right? And then the next year we had the 10. So 10, 10S, 11 Pro same design now what we have is the 12 13 14 and then next year we would get a new design but because apple knows that people would have absolutely lost their mind in 2020 if they announced a new design with promotion with great battery life and no notch that every every person on the earth would have bought that mm-hmm. because that would have been like, you know, that would have been like the iPhone four in terms of being huge. And it would have been great. We would have all had a great time, especially with iOS 13 or a 14 that came out at that time. We were like, Oh man, sick update, sick phone promotion. No notch. We are happy. Yeah. What do you do after that? Where do you go after that? Right. So the trick is you take those features, you spread them out over three years. None of those phones are particularly, you know, jaw dropping. They're not going to knock your socks off, but they're all good. They all have one feature that people really wanted over the previous one. Paint them a different color so that outside people will mainly buy it based on that. Let's be honest. There you go. You have got yourself a billion dollar business. Yeah, that's uh that's a, that's a good point because I did watch that video of yours and I definitely agreed with uh with what you said. Um like yeah, I mean if Apple, you know, imagine back when the iPhone 10 came out, if Apple had instead released the 11 uh, or 11 Pro mm. or you know that series or even, you know, when the iPhone 12 came out, if we got whatever the iPhone 14 is going to be, because that's essentially what it is, right? Instead of when they go to a new design, instead of releasing the best version of that design, uh, they sort of say, okay, well, that version is going to be the third one, but let's take some of the stuff Mm -hmm. off and that'll be the second one. And then let's take some more stuff off and that'll be, you know, the first one that we release. So that's sort of, you know, basically what you're saying. And it makes sense because if they were, if they were, uh, you know, releasing the best version of the phone every time, then their their cycle would be like one third of the length because they'd have to release the best version 
of each design. They need a new design with all of the best features in it every single year. And first of all, you know, you could argue, is that sustainable? Apple has Mm -hmm. tons of money and lots of R&D, but is it really sustainable for so long? And then why do it when you could just do this longer term one and they're not releasing bad phones they're releasing good phones right Mm -hmm. they're just spreading out the features uh they're taking their time and they're making more money that way so why wouldn't you do that yeah uh and i think honestly i go back and forth in terms of understanding and cynicism cynically you could look at, at this in terms of essentially intentionally preventing an iPhone from being as good as it could be. And that could be a bit of a bummer if you are super into iPhones. But the disappointment in tech enthusiasts is almost certainly worth it when you look at sales and when you look at stability. Um, And this is something that, as, as Michael pointed out, doesn't every company stagger improvements like this to some degree? Absolutely. And I think it's also important to note that some amount of that is going to be inherent, right? Like, it's not like Apple planned all of this out in 2007 and they've just been, like, unlocking new features, right? They do. There is technological advancement that goes on and that takes time and you can't do that every single year. So, on a... On a like a five-year or a 10-year term, it's not like Apple has it all figured out already. And there's a lot of stuff that has to get worked on and developed. But on a year-to-year basis, there is absolutely, you know, okay, this feature is really cool, but let's make it, let's wait on that one. We'll do that one next year so it can be better. And then this year, you know, and, and keep people invested in it. It was the same thing that they came up with with the S cycle, But now we're drawing it out over three years or even four years, mixing features between multiple design generations. Like you would imagine, would you not, that going from, you know, in the past, you went from the iPhone 7 to the iPhone 10. And that was essentially, okay, new design means new everything. No more home button, new display aspect ratio, uh, we're going to use OLED now. We're going to change up the back of the phone. That that sort of meant everything gets redesigned. But with iPhone 12, that wasn't the case because the notch didn't change all that much until now in, with the iPhone 14, ostensibly. But the iPhone 14 doesn't get a design change. So we've got this TikTok, right, where, where nothing is going to really be the super cycle. I think the idea of a super cycle is something Apple would probably rather avoid. A super cycle just means, uh uh-oh, next year is not going to be good, shareholders are going to get nervous, and our stock value is going to go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, and I think that's kind of what happened with the iPad Pro, and we might have discussed this before, but we saw... I think they said that the the iPad Good Pro point. shares were um, uh, uh, upgrades or whatever were down 
Uh, and I think everything mm-hmm. else was up, but the iPad specifically was down. And I think, you know, you could argue about iPad OS not being powerful enough and other things, but at least for me, and I think for you and for a lot of, well, mm-hmm. I mean, you buy them because you're a tech YouTuber, but, but definitely for me and for a lot of people, the iPad Pro in 2018 was such a huge update and it was such a good thing, uh, such a good uh, uh, product that even now in 2022, I have zero desire to, to upgrade mine. Absolutely. I think I think Apple does have a chance this year because what they need to do is time it so that they know that those of us who have 2018 iPad Pros are going to start to experience a little bit of battery slowdown. That would be the only issue that I have with mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. I do think it runs out of battery pretty quickly. The standby battery drain is pretty noticeable. Because I'm not a super frequent iPad user. So if I leave it for two days, it'll go through half its battery. True. true. You know, mine's like yours is one of the original 2018s. Totally base, Wi Fi only. So it's not like it's got cellular networks draining the battery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that that is going to be a contributing factor that will get some people eventually to upgrade. Yeah. But. I think that's a great point, Noah, because the 2018 iPad is so good that there is no reason to upgrade. I mean, the M1 uh, 11-inch iPad, I think, is a good example of that because it's eight eight ninety nine. No, it's seven ninety nine. And what can you do with that that you cannot do on the 2018? Well, it has a, an ultra-wide camera. Don't really care about that. Not not that useful beyond a few very niche instances. LiDAR, maybe, could be useful, but the 2020s also have that, and those are refurbished. Same with the ultra-wide camera. Uh, center stage is nice, but again, I'm not, I'm not going to pay extra for that. I'm not going to upgrade just for that. Mm-hmm. Same with the M1 chip. I don't care about the M1 chip. The A12 is fast enough. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's really the only differences. The screen on the 11 inch, it's not mini LED. And even the mini LED, I don't think was enough for me to upgrade on the 12.9 inch iPad Pro because it's not any like, I think Apple did create a super cycle with the iPad Pro. And then the problem is unlike on the iPhone, they didn't have any other features to give it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they they completely were like, uh, the, another camera, yay, yeah. buy it, yeah. And people are like, no, not really. It's it's just, I mean, I can't even imagine. Like when you look at the iPhone, I think it's very easy to generate a couple of, you know, any of any of you here. We can try this as an experiment. I want you, Noah, to generate five things that you would change about the iPhone that would compel you into purchasing a new one. Okay. I'll give you a moment to think if you want. Okay, I have a, I have a couple do, of do, ideas. Do, do, I do, might do, think do, of some as do. I as I go along. Perfect. Fire away. Uh, well, obviously, you know, USB-C like we discussed, that's basically a freebie, but but that is definitely a big of one. Of course. Um, what else would I change about it? Definitely 
and it can be it can be aesthetics too like that's valid that can be a thing i definitely think that a new design would not not that there's anything wrong with the current design but i like to have the latest uh technology and so if there were a new design like a noticeable uh change then i feel like you know, like nothing's wrong with this one, but that would be that would that would be interesting to me. So that's that's that is an answer. New design. Um, what else? I mean, battery life is always, uh, and my battery life is pretty good so far. But battery life is always something uh, that you can improve. What else would I would I change about it? I don't know. I don't know. Do you are you thinking of uh, of any other ideas? I got a few. All right, let's yeah. hear them. So, first of all, and and there's no real limit on like um, scope of these, right? They can be pretty out there. So mine would be no visible uh, intrusions into the display. So under under display camera, under display face ID, hmm. totally seamless. Yeah. Uh, I would also want no camera bump. Yeah. Thicker phone. You know, slim down the camera bump, thicken the rest of the phone, meet it in the middle, and have a, a completely smooth back. That would be one that would, I think, bring a lot of benefits, including better battery life, which is another thing on that list. Uh, USB-C, obviously, is one. Titanium side rails would, I think, be a really nice look. And I think also going to a brushed look instead of glossy uh, in terms of you know being someone who uses my phone without a case, those glossy rails you can already see here are you know they get smudged up pretty noticeably. Oh yeah, that's a big so one. So that would help with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can kind of generate ideas like this, but if we switch gears, if we switch gears to the iPad, what additional things? would you want out of an iPad to make you upgrade? Genuinely, the only thing I can think of, and this wouldn't make me upgrade, but I know that there were some rumors about uh, Apple making it um, uh, horizontal orientation by default instead of like moving the camera so that you would hold it horizontally. That would be a mm. welcome improvement. Wouldn't get me to upgrade, but it would definitely be a welcome improvement because I use my iPad almost entirely in you know horizontal orientation. Um, yeah. But other than that, the only way that I could ever see needing to upgrade is if it loses iOS support, which it shouldn't because it still runs just as fast as it did. Or what really would make it happen is if iPad OS gets more powerful to the point where you actually need more power because the iPad Pro is mm. so overpowered right now. If you needed more power to be able to do whatever it is that iPad OS could potentially do in the future, then maybe but as it stands the ipad is i really can't think of anything honestly yeah i was i was also going to say the same thing about the horizontal camera because when you use the ipad and you and you try to facetime with the current camera orientation it looks ridiculous yeah you basically are like <laughs> like this yeah you're like hey noah i'm talking to you even though i'm at a 45 degree angle oh hey like, what's up <laughs> oh yeah yeah no it's 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 not intuitive yeah at all um so that would be a big one um but again i agree with you i would not upgrade just to get that mm -hmm. now 
OLED display. That one might compel me. If the price weren't to change dramatically, an OLED display would definitely be of interest to me. Mm -hmm. Now, we have heard some rumors saying that they're going to do a glass back with wireless charging and potentially MagSafe. So perhaps the the key with the iPad is something that we haven't thought of, which is a a, a broader array of accessories Mm -hmm. paired with updated software. So I could foresee that as being some option. But I think the key point here, Noah, is that apart from the camera location, the upgrades that we proposed are just things that we would like. Mm -hmm. They're not solutions to problems. With the iPhone and the Mac, the, the things that we all want to keep us upgrading are solutions to problems. They're things that don't quite work or that we would like to see that would be better or that would make our our use case more ideal. But with the iPad, I personally don't think there is anything that like any core function that it doesn't do at least with the current state of iPad OS that would necessitate needing anything more. And that's why Apple is definitely having a hard time selling these things. Yeah, it's funny because I was trying to like go through because like we came up with plenty of ideas, plenty of ideas for the iPhone. So I was like, well, surely some of them must apply to the iPad as well, right? But not really because like it already has USB-C. You know, mm-hmm. you could you could talk about the bezels. Maybe they could be smaller. But like when you have an 11 inch screen and the bezels are like. They're not that big. And the screen, 11-inch, 12.9-inch screen is so much bigger than the bezels that it, like, really doesn't matter. Even the camera bump, right? The camera bump is such a small uh, little corner of the iPad that that almost doesn't really matter. Like, all the stuff, uh, you know, there's no notch. Um, I don't even know what else we were discussing. But, like, all those things, like, that you can think about for the iPhone, they just, like, don't apply to the iPad. And the iPad doesn't yeah. really have its own unique issues other than the orientation thing that we uh, that we considered. And I guess you could say, yeah, it doesn't have OLED. For me personally, maybe if I did a side-by-side comparison with, like, the MacBook Pro or the iPhone, maybe I would notice and say, like, oh, that would be nice. But as far as I can tell, at least, the, the iPad screen still looks great. So, I, you know, I don't know. The only thing that I could think of as being another iPad Pro 2018 situation would be if absolutely if Apple absolutely nails a foldable iPad. Hmm, interesting. Cuz currently I think foldable phones are a little bit unnecessary personally. But if you look at a 12.9 inch iPad Pro. If that were to fold in half, and of course this is Apple we're talking about, so it would have to be super clean, work every time, no like weird issues where you can see a crease, like they'd have to do it right. But that would actually be a very interesting product. You could do a lot with that, I think, because if you, I've got a 12.9 inch iPad somewhere. 
Here it is. I have not used this in months because, <laughs> quite frankly, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, I think, is a little silly right now. But this could maybe fix it, right? If you talk about a 12.9-inch tablet, it's big. This is a big boy. I mean, hello. Mm -hmm. But if you were to split this down the middle like that, maybe, maybe it would be a taller aspect ratio if you were to do this. But if you split it down the middle here, all of a sudden, you know, pretend that the bottom part here doesn't exist. All of a sudden here, that looks like a really tiny laptop. And that would be cool because you could use it in laptop mode, right? With, with half of the screen down here as like a keyboard. And then the top half could be propped up with your content on it. Both halves touch screens. Be like a giant Nintendo DS. Hell yeah, that would be sick. And then you could unfold this tiny little device into a 13-inch screen. I think that would actually be pretty sick, and I, I would probably buy that. Even if I didn't have a specific use for it, I just think that that would be worth buying. I think that would be really cool. You know, that's a really interesting point because I didn't even think about foldable obviously you know in some ways it's an out there idea we haven't heard any rumors obviously but of course there are other tech companies working on this of course apple's working on it you know in some stage oh, yeah. somewhere internally no question about it apple's working on it but it's really interesting because you know i have an 11 inch ipad pro and i like the 11 inch because it's a good balance between like the 12.9 is just really big and you're you're definitely getting into laptop territory at that size the 11 inch is a good balance uh of you know size and portability but still being you know a a um a, a a large screen definitely a much larger than an iphone and much larger than you know than than anything of that size right but i think if you had a 12.9 or a 13 inch screen that you could fold in half you kind of get both things right you get the portability exactly. part which i like about the 11 inch but then you also get uh the bigger screen when you unfold it so that actually and i don't know cuz i don't use my ipad all that much but like that would be compelling that's definitely something that i would want because then i would go for the bigger size screen and just you know be able to fold it up so that's that's really interesting yeah, and I mean, it seems like some people here are talking about, um, you know, not really having that much interest in foldables, and I definitely agree that it's 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 a little bit of a fad. I don't think there's that many actual uses. It's it seems definitely gimmicky, but that's why I think, you know, if if Apple's gonna do something, with a few exceptions, they tend to keep it not that gimmicky and so with something like a foldable it would have to have a very specific and well-defined purpose because a lot of the way apple operates is based on marketing and researching what would work for a market so if it's something that's just going to appeal to tech nerds and youtubers apple will not make it Apple is not in the business of creating, you know, CES show stoppers. Mm -hmm. That's not what they do. So if there's going to be an Apple foldable, it's not to make a foldable and be like, wow, we made this thing. What does it do? 
uh, eh, don't worry about that. <laughs> Apple doesn't operate like that. They would be very laser focused on like, okay, this is a mass market solution that that real people, actual consumers, not just nerds that go to tech shows, would actually buy. Yeah, and I definitely, and I think the iPad would be an interesting place to do it as opposed to like the iPhone because a lot of the foldables mm -hmm. we've seen, especially the ones that come to market are for phones. And I know there have been rumors about foldable iPhones and I'm sure that there's one somewhere in Apple Park uh, that we may or may not ever see. But the iPad mm -hmm. is interesting because when you have these, the foldable phones that you can actually buy, um, you know, they're very thick when they're folded. Some of them have I forget if it's the Galaxy Fold that I'm thinking of that has like three screens that has the two on the inside, or I guess it's sort of one on the inside, but then it has the one on the yeah. outside, and the one on the outside is like super uh, tall and narrow, and, and the phone's super thick when it's folded up, and like all of that stuff. And when you look at the iPad, the iPad is really thin, and it can be mm -hmm. because there's like a lot of surface area to put the battery and the components and all of that stuff in there, so it's a really big thing. And the iPad, you know, if that were folded up, I wouldn't necessarily expect there to be a screen on the outside. I would expect to unfold the iPad in order to use it, whereas with the phone, it might be different. Yeah. So I feel like the iPad could definitely, like if you take the current thickness of the iPad Pro and you doubled that, you know, because that's what it would be when it was folded. Double that, maybe, you know, two and a little more times as much. It still wouldn't be that thick because the iPad is, you know, really thin yeah. right now. So like that, I could see it happening whereas if you took the iphone yeah, and you made that twice as thick or one and a half times as thick or whatever that would be that would be a thick phone to put in your pocket all the time yeah and it's also about you know the thickness versus scale mm -hmm. like you can have a half inch thick laptop 13 15 inch laptop and it's radically thin and light but if you have a half inch thick phone it looks like a cinder block mm -hmm. so with the iPad, if that folded in half, you're talking about a device that would be, when folded, about five inches by eight inches in footprint. And so it could be a little thick and it would just kind of look like a large uh, Microsoft, what's it face? What's that foldy Surface thing that they book. have? That's the one. It would just look like a, a, a larger, probably more attractive Surface Book. And no one would really bat an eye um, with a phone, like realistically, I guess what everyone would want would be a phone that's like the size and shape of an iPhone that unfolds, which means it would effectively have to be half as thin. Right. That's just not going to happen. So foldable phones are bound to be bricks when they're shut. But if it's a little bit bigger than that, if it can be a laptop, it kind of unlocks more possibilities. So... I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, but I'll tell you one other possibility. What's that? That could be unlocked. What's that? The possibility of ending the show a few minutes early because I know you've got to run. That's an interesting... I think we could unlock that possibility. Would you like to unlock that now? I would like to. That's a, All right, let's do that. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. Have a great night.